thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah, everybody. That's right. It's finally, finally Friday, you guys. We finally made it. I hope you guys are doing all right. It's Friday, December 29th, and today, Rico, it's National Pepper Pot Day. You know, make Pepper Pots. Pepper Pot Day. It's also No Interruptions sure. Day. Okay? You hear that, Rico? No Interruptions Day. Okay. And sure. it's, it's also TikTok day. And this does not have anything to do with China or social media or anything. This actually has to do with time. It is TikTok day and time is running out on 2023. Yes, it is. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on your screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So welcome to everyone joining us from any one of those platforms. But kicking it off today, that's right, as usual, we have the Dope Dad himself, the official Quasimodo caretaker and the official Dope Dad of all Sky Wars, Star Wars creatures. That's right, it is none other than the Dope Dad himself, Mr. Rico Lameet. Oh, yeah. What's happening, everybody? Happy early New Year's to you all and uh, Jason. Oh yeah, I've got some heat for us today. I, I, I love this story. Heat. I love this story. I can't wait for this story. You know, uh, it's from the, the once illustrious. Um... There, because you might have got some good news this week or mm-hmm. bad news. <laughs> 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 because. Um... Rashawn Evans just got released, right? So um, Rashawn Evans was the 22nd overall pick, first round of the 2018 draft, selected by the Titan, uh, Tennessee Titans. After four years there, he played one for the Atlanta Falcons before being picked up this season by the Dallas Cowboys. Six seasons in, nine games this year. Um, he's averaging $1.8 million a year salary. And I'd say, you know, up until this week, his brothers had a pretty damn good career. Um, so what happened this week? Cowboys released him on Wednesday morning after playing in nine games this season, one day after being arrested in Frisco, Texas, for marijuana possession. Damn. 
Frisco police say Evans was arrested for possession possessing between two and four ounces, which is a misdemeanor. Uh, the Cowboys, on their part, claim the two events were not related, downplaying the arrest's influence on the team's decision to cut Evans. Uh, team officials said that a variety of factors were considered, including the Cowboys' need to clear a roster spot for offensive tackle Matt Willesco. Okay. Yeah, the NFL announced earlier this year that going forward, players uh, would not only uh, would only be required to undergo testing, THC testing, once a year at the start of the training camp, even though use is still prohibited in the league. In the event of a positive test, players now face a monetary fine of up to three weeks' pay rather than outright suspension. USA Today has an online database of NFL player arrests. Hey, if you guys want to see some funny shit, go on that, go on that database, see some weird shit. Um, a quick search revealed that of the last 10 arrests prior to Evans, only one was tied to THC possession. And it was also in Frisco, Texas, fellow Dallas Cowboy Sam Williams. You know, of the top 10 of the last uh, arrests on the USA Today uh, database, um, DUI, domestic violence, domestic violence, uh, DUI, assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, eight of those 10 players are still playing. <laughs> they were arrested within the last month. And this dude got popped for weed and he is not playing. He got dropped by the team. And um, you know what? I can't call it, man. I can't call it. All I can say is he was popped on Tuesday, dropped on Wednesday. Y'all tell me what happened here. Um, you know, I'm Rico Lamit, Dope's Dad for this, uh, on the street. I hope things get better in 2024. Good luck to the Dallas Cowboys if you guys are dropping guys because of simple possession. I mean, there's better things to drop guys off your team for. Just my thoughts. I mean, well, he he obviously isn't that good. I mean, they they had uh, what was his name? Um, oh man, I just remember. he's played every single game, every team that he's played for uh, up until this year. He's been pretty damn productive, and at the uh, linebacker position, like even if you're not producing like high stats, uh, they keep on. If you keep on playing in every single game like that. There's a reason why you keep on getting picked up. He's a productive player. This is the thing, though. You don't bro. have to be a but to the to the or, to the organization. He's obviously not that valuable. I mean, you had Michael Irving smoking crack cocaine, bro, and he still won the won a championship for him, and they didn't cut him. Crack cocaine isn't weed. You're right. What does the players' association say about this? We'll see. It just happened this year. It just happened uh, two days ago. So uh, we've yet to hear from that. I would. I would assume that he would be uh, appealing uh, pretty soon. Um, uh, but they, they said that they're inviting him back on the practice squad. So, you, you know, you, you know, at first I thought this, uh, I thought I this, know. I don't know. Well, hold on. You, know even better for you, Rico. At first, when I first read this headline, I thought, I thought he got arrested in San Francisco because it says arrested in Frisco. Yeah, and so I, and so yeah, I was I, like, I, I, I was like, get the shit. hell out of here. I was like, who the hell is dumb enough to get arrested in San Francisco? Like they don't arrest anybody for even for fentanyl, let alone for weed. For possession. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, though. Um, they wouldn't do that catch and release shit with him because um, you can easily say that, you know, two to four ounces of weed and cop math that's about you know a million dollars worth of uh street product well especially too if you extrapolate his net worth it's definitely <laughs> worth that much and when it comes to collecting fines no um no, it's, 
it's sad. It's more of the same. I hope this brother, you know, uh, finds a better team. But um, by looks at him and his uh, his teammate Sam Williams, who also did Sam Williams, his teammate did not only get popped for uh, possession. His was assault with a deadly weapon or uh, as well. I mean, so. he, he could go to any team in the NFL <laughs> and they'd be better than the cut. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he did get cut. Maybe maybe he didn't do enough. Maybe it was just uh, marijuana possession that got him in trouble. So mm. do better NFL. That's my thoughts on it. And um, we have, we I have, don't know, man. We have the lovely know. Elise Roberts joining us today, the official fashionista. Elise, what do you think of this? Welcome to the team. Thank Crawford. Thank you. Thank you. Jason Beck. Yes. Nico, Dr. T. Nice to be here. I want you to get well, I'm dog. confused with T. Dr- yeah, so and Miss Axel Rose in the house as mm-hmm, well here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm confused. Was he dropped because of the cannabis or because he's not a good player and they're using the cannabis as a reason? Well, it's, it, the team it, said the team said that the incidents were separate, but it's like, dude, it happened the day after, like, like literally the day after uh, the arrest. And dude's had a productive. It's not stellar, but um, he's been had a productive season. Has uh, been in all the games. Um, has played in all games. It's not like he was benched before. He well, was he he, he was a team. starter. He was a starter, right? Yeah, he was a starter, and he played all games and hasn't got injured so far. Yeah, I mean that's. An, they didn't. They did not bench him before releasing him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the problem with the the NFL, you know, likes to get mad at their players for drugs, but yeah, they have no problem when they're assaulting women and they let them keep playing. So yep, or even dogs, even dogs, good. Elise. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, right. Yeah. Forgot about. That's an yeah, old for, story. Forgot about that one, huh? Yeah, exactly. The NFL, man, you know, you know what the NFL stands for, right? In like real players, money. Not for long. That's right. Not for long. That's right. Because that's about how long their money lasts. Not for long. Poor, yeah. poor, poor. And it's, uh, it, I just think it's, 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 it's sad, but um, it is Texas. He's playing in Texas, and um, <laughs> don't get caught with weed in Texas. Don't. You know, there's better things. You're most likely get off, you know, with a DUI uh, um, from drinking than um, um, you're more likely to get off from DUI from drinking in Texas than um, possession of, of weed. Or even crack so, cocaine, uh, according to if any, if Michael Irving is a test case. Might as well hey, just man. be smoking crack <laughs> straight up. How about them boys? I mean, what are so- your thoughts on this, uh, Dr. T? Well, you know, I mean, what can we do? The, the, the NFL seems to be talking out of both sides of their mouth. They, they are promoting, you know, more studies with cannabis, but then still stopping players from, from playing who are, are using it. And, you know, of all things, cannabis was much better than opiates for the chronic pain that they're experiencing. You know, it has potential to stop. Uh, you know, or, or prevent CTE, um, you know, that, that's just a, an idea more than proven. But there's a lot of potential for cannabis that's positive in the NFL, um, and that's really what I think they should be embracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and Philip Zimmerman in the chat, he says, uh, NFL stands for not for legalizing. That's pretty good. Oh, I like that yeah. one, Philip. And, and, and I got a question for you, Rico. If he would have thrown yes, his bag out the window when he was getting pulled over, right? Would that be <laughs> would that at that point would that be called tumbleweed? 
Adam's a little slow on the soundboard today, apparently, but it's all right. Oh, no, man. There we go. There we go. There it is. Yeah. He got the aqua aquanet in his ears. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> exactly. He's, <laughs> it's just the feathers. The feathers, bro. Oh, no, man. man. We're, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to okay. be right back. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. I hate balance. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Up next, so he's known great. for smoking the best weed in the world wherever he goes, whether he's um, being called White Gucci in Detroit, or it's Gucci Blanco down in Mar-a-Lago, or out here, you know, where they just call him Jason Beck. Uh, but you know what? As we head into the new year, I'm going to say less about uh, the 45th president because— Because um, he's going to be the 47th. Himself. It's because he's going to be the 47th. Well, I'm not going to take that bait. I'm not going to take that bait. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm not you as you are, Jason Beck. <laughs> West Hollywood, Los Angeles, California's very own Jason. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, Rico. Forty-seven, energy, bro. Baby. Forty-seven, forty-seven. Super positive about that. Super positive. Oh man, I got some crazy, crazy news for you guys today, and I want to shout out our graphic designer Brandon today because he actually texted me this story. And uh, if you like our thumbnails, show some love in the chat. Give Brandon some love and whatnot because he does a great job with all of that but man oh man oh man you guys disney world that's right disney world in florida is now drug testing all guests and that is leading to bans you guys that's right disney world is known as a place for families to go and have fun however recently there has been a rise in adults going to disney without kids this is why disney added the one child policy which we reported on here however there has been another issue plaguing Disney World, and that is drugs. Because of this, Disney World is now drug-testing guests when they enter their parks, leading to many bans. And by the way, this news this news thing actually came out of a thing. It's hilarious, the name of it. It's called Mousetrap News, you guys. But many people see Disney as a destination for drinking. In fact, it's so prominent there that Disney removed the drinking age uh, in their parks, which we reported on here. But very few people talk about the drug issues at Disney World. And <clears throat> in fact, we learned how bad it really is in form and, and uh, from an intellectual source. It's it's this rampant drug issue that's causing Disney to drug test guests prior to entering their parks. According to an internal source, drugs are a huge problem at Disney World. Uh, in fact, it's estimated that four out of ten adults at Disney are under the influence of various drugs. This becomes a problem when it leads to fights and other altercations with guests. It also leads to guests yelling profanities at other guests in lines like Soren, for example. Uh, our source uh, confirmed that the problem gets worse every year uh, well maybe if the lines went faster people wouldn't yell so much but nonetheless our source confirms uh, that that this rising use of drugs is making their parks more dangerous and less family friendly and we all know Disney is moving away from the family unit by making a uh, Mo Moana the first transgender Disney princess and Alyssa marrying a woman however they are a 
they are at least trying to keep their theme parks family friendly. There are even accounts of people selling drugs inside Disney World. <laughs> we asked why so many people use drugs inside Disney World. According to our source, it's people do this to improve their experience. <laughs> they, also stake, uh, they also state that some rides are better when you're under the influence. And our source confirms uh, that viral TikTok videos have played a significant role in the increase in drug use at Disney World. Oh, my God, you guys, bro. This article is amazing. Now, anyone who enters Disney World will be subject to a rapid drug test. Of course, this will only apply to guests older than nine years old, and Disney will not confirm what drugs are being tested for. And this is to avoid people attempting to find a loophole by using different drugs not tested for. However, as time goes on, people will probably figure out which drugs are tested for and which aren't. And the rapid drug tests uh, use proprietary technology developed for Disney. Upon going through security, guests stick their fingers in a new device. This device scans their finger and will have results in seconds many people are concerned that this will make the security lines longer at disney world while it may have some impact our source doesn't expect it to be significant in the uh, drug test result if if the drug test results are positive security will take that guest off to the side they can appeal it with a more in-depth drug test in case of a false positive however if they if they if they fail the appeal uh, if they uh, if they fail the appeal as well disney will not discourage them from attempting or will, will allow them into the park and the and that day and hit them with a 30 day ban from disney world this is to uh, discourage them from attempting to show up in the parks again under the influence of drugs. If a guest fails the drugs test before uh, t test uh, more than three times at Disney World, they may be subject to a lifetime ban from Disney World, you guys. Man, oh man, oh man. Disney World, is. I don't know if this is the happiest place on earth anymore, but I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about this. Disney World testing patrons nine years and old and up i don't even know how that's even legal but nonetheless i'm sure governor DeSantis will take aim at that of them drug testing these minors and nonetheless this is jason beck for the high at nine news what do y'all think about this and you're gonna put on some mouse ears for this one i got so many questions man uh, number one this mousetrap news is this like the right wing disney tabloid <laughs> I, I don't know bro someone just texted it to me today i've never heard of this publication in my life bro this is you know it's 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 our vetted our vetted team out there sourcing um, the stories that you need to know about you know what i mean you know it <laughs> what is this shit, dude? hold on rico it, breaking news moana is transgender and, yeah. and elsa marrying another i'm not against those things but like what <laughs> i mean you know what it is disney go woke go so, broke you know what i mean this sounds like, like ron desantis is, is is hit team wrote this article right yeah, here this isn't a real story <laughs> this um, is 100 percent a real no, story well, bro. it says um this rule is just a rumor spread by a satirical Disney news source, Mousetrap News. Mm -hmm. Damn, Jason. Hey. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. They're testing. They're testing. This says Disneyland, Disney World. They're testing kids for drugs, bro. 
No, you can't oh. test for drugs with by scanning somebody's finger. I, I think you could. I think you could. Away. I think you could, Doctor T. No, one hundred percent. The same way. <laughs> I, I, I think you could. I think you could. All, all bullshit aside, I think you actually could because if you're texting, if you're testing for residue of drugs on their fingertips, just like when cops uh, slide slide your ID through the through the scanner and that to text to see if you have re- co- cocaine or other amph- uh, uh, residue on your driver's license at the same time. I, I think they could do that just like that, and I'm surprised okay, that I'm, okay, surpri- yeah. I'm surprised all these all since Disney came out with this test. I'm surprised that all these states aren't contracting with Disney to see if people are drug driving or not, because apparently they they can make better tests than everybody else. You know, <laughs> the best way to beat those tests is just not take them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or or the be- the better test is just smuggle the drugs in the park and take them once you're inside instead of doing them before you enter the park. Right. But you know, is, uh, is it true that people are taking uh, drugs in and uh, Disneyland for sure. Disney World? Disney or- Disneyland is designed for psychedelic drugs, Doctor T. Mm. Okay. All right. The first time I went to Disneyland, I learned the actual true definition between a theme park and amusement park. And that is basically none of the rides are extreme. They're all just like slow poke rides. And that's the that's the difference of a of a theme park. An amusement park. You so have like thrill theme rides. Park, it just has like. Yeah, it's just themed themed soft rides. Ass it's ride. themed soft ass rides. Exactly. Nothing scary. Nothing that's gonna like make your heart pump. Okay. Nothing that making you gonna feel any G. They don't have Space Mountain anymore. Space Mountain wasn't wasn't amazing. It was lame. Oh, okay, I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't amazing. Like you see, as, as an East Coast kid, I grew up on Disney World. You know, Disney World and you know Busch Gardens and shit like that. Uh, being out here, Disneyland is is quite different. You know, uh, down there you got Epcot and got all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. in Kissimmee, uh, and out here it I thought it's Kissimmee. You know, that's what you want to say. Uh, you can go ahead and get pop for that, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you ask for consent first. That's <laughs> 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 just saying, just saying. I'm not out in these streets like you. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, with that being said, man, this is a uh, fake news story, Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. My antenna went up immediately. I might, I my, mine did I too, but I, I love this BS headline. Bro. I love this headline. This was fantastic headline. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I would not be surprised if Disney tried to start testing people like this because they do have a history of overreaching. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is not a real story. I mean, they won't so. let you bring your vape carts into the park, anything like that. So, like, you know, I mean, this this doesn't surprise me if it's true. To be yeah, continued. You know, I, it just I've makes never you been watch to go to Disney World. What's that, Elise? <laughs> Was that, Elise? It just made me want to take drugs and go to Disneyland. I never, the, the thought never occurred to me. I've never been to Disney World nor Disneyland, but yeah, and this story made me go, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, look at that. So we're, so look yeah, at yeah. that. Look at that. She wants to go and take some hallucinogenics at Disneyland. Come on down. Come uh-huh. on south. Mm-hmm. Come on down Come on to SoCal. And uh, we are in the slow season right now. So um, it's a great time to go. And I'm pretty sure that. Um, the way that they're struggling right now, you can actually score some decent uh, priced tickets. So um, I've never been to Disneyland sober, just so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no reason. Exactly. Exactly. We should do field trip. 
I, I think I think you're right, good. Elise. I think we should do a, a field trip. I think she would. We should film it and document it, and see see what Disneyland has has to say about what we're gonna I do in so. Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think so. Mm-hmm. We have a commercial. We yeah, we got. Yeah, we we're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna keep on rolling. Yeah, we're gonna keep this rolling. We're gonna roll right into Dr. Gene Talleyrand. He is the founder of CESC Medical solutions as well as the founder of medican where you can get your doctor's recommendation and be able to carry a half a pound with you across the state that's right it's none other than dr gene talleyrand thanks jason uh happy friday everyone uh, let's see here uh all right my headline today is from marijuana moment Johns Hopkins researchers to follow nationally representative cohort of 10,000 cannabis patients in federally funded study by Ben Adlin. A new study by researchers at Johns Hopkins University will track 10,000 medical cannabis patients over a year or more in an effort to better understand the efficacy and impact of cannabis therapy. Funded with a five-year, $10 million grant from the National Institute on Drug Abuse, the research team will work with federal researchers and the nonprofit Realm of Caring to collect data around dosing, delivery methods, the chemical composition of products, possible medication interactions, and other treatment details. Study co-creator Ryan Vandry a professor of psychiatry and behavioral science at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, said in a statement, we hope to provide some starting points for understanding what types of products may or may not be helpful and what type of products may be more risky for use in certain populations or for certain therapeutic purposes. Under the umbrella term of cannabis exists hundreds of products that are all different in very important and significant ways, he added. We're trying to narrow the scope a little bit, find areas of real promise, and focus the science on those. As a cannabis scientist, I've been waiting for this news for eight years. As I see it, the best way to study cannabis is using real-world products and observing real-world effects. Too many studies focus on isolated THC or CBD, which are not what the community uses. So a shout out to Johns Hopkins for getting this funding from NIDA. But that's also a problem. NIDA is funding the research. NIDA's mission is to advance the science on drug addiction. No wonder Dr. Vandry's statement discusses the risk of cannabis use in certain populations. I'm concerned that he will focus more on the risk than the benefit of cannabis. A Johns Hopkins press release states that the National Cannabis Study is part of a larger cannabis and health research initiative. Johann Thruel, a project uh, collaborator and mental health professor at Johns Hopkins says, we're tracking patients with multiple assessments over the course of their first year with more tightly spaced assessments toward the beginning, because our assumption is that as people are starting their medical cannabis journey, they're likely going to try different products until they find the products that best help them with their symptoms. Addressing cannabis research barriers has been a key priority for multiple federal health agencies as scientists continue to face an onerous and costly registration process to access cannabis due to its current status as a Schedule I drug under the Controlled Substances Act. 
This policy is actively under review by the DEA. So Johns Hopkins will be observing 10,000 medical cannabis users and the thousands of products and thousands of products in order to determine what works and what doesn't. We've been asking for more studies. Is this good news? Is this a good response to our ask? What do you think? This is Dr. Jean Talleyrand with High at Nine News. I'm skeptical, Dr. T. Thank you for covering this one, uh, Dr. T. Um, it's very, uh, um, it's something that we need to look out for, make sure he's not um, coming in from the angle where he's more focused on the risk than the benefits mm -hmm. uh, there. But uh, yeah, we'll keep our antenna out for this one, man, and then follow your lead on this. Yeah. Know. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Very, anytime very concerned. Anytime you involve NIDA, I'm always skeptical. I always feel like it's, it's, it, you're yeah. setting it, you're setting it up for failure. Yeah, I, I was so excited. With an open mind, though. Yeah, I was excited because I was like, <laughs> exactly what we need to do. Finally, looking at the products that are being used in the community. You know, this is really um, where the research is missing. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I'm skeptical also when night is at the uh, helm. Uh, so we'll see. And and Dr. T, how if if if, they, if they're doing this on study on actual products that are in the marketplace, how are they gonna how are they gonna be able to have a quantified, stable study to in order to, to conduct this type of a study? Because from my understanding, that was always one of the problems of of testing products from stores is that you're not using a stable source that's consistent every time. Well, that's you know part of the challenge of the research is that the products change you know from batch to batch. Mm -hmm. Um, the good news, though, is that um, regulators have asked for uh, product testing. So we at least have products with some, uh, we can identify the products by their content. Um, and so those COAs are really helpful in, in our research. So since they test by SKUs, Dr. T, can we call that skewed testing? You can. SKUs <laughs> <laughs> are skewed. <laughs> I keep computers puting. You got any thoughts on this, Elise? That's some interesting news, John Hopkins University. Yeah, I mean, I was happy that they were going beyond just THC and CBD isolates and looks like testing whole plant medicine. And again, you know, what people are actually using in the community. But like you guys, I'm concerned with who's funding the study. Always follow the money. Always follow. Yeah, and I look that. at the yeah. principal investigators, yeah. Lisa, and they're all, um, you know, mental health professionals, psychiatrists, um, you know, no um, oncologists, you know, cancer spe specialists, so uh, issues. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very, very true. Very, very true. We, we still see. I guess. I guess. So the. So the. So the jury. The jury remains. Remains out for deliberation on this. Is, am I correct on that, Doctor T? Like we're hoping for the best, but we're going to expect the worst, and we'll see what the outcome is. And I'm sure you'll do a follow up. Optimistic. You'll do a follow up story uh, once we have some results from this. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Time will tell. We'll, we should. We'll be hopeful. Hopelessly optimistic. I would say, Rico. <laughs> I'm always optimistic first, man. 
Oh, man. We're going to go. Half full. I'm happy to be vertical, baby, not horizontal. Let's oh, go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. <laughs> the control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And... With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. I know you'll appreciate it. We'll appreciate it, and YouTube will appreciate it also. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed already. And all the articles that we cover on today's show, you can see on our website and read at www.highandnightnews.com. Happy. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. y'all so it is my absolute pleasure to announce our next correspondent as it is her first appearance on the show in front of the camera over a decade of ex executive industry experience under her belt she's a cmo brand strategist event producer emerald cup and international competition judge public speaker and if you've been in california industry over the past 10 chances are you have crossed paths with the hashinista herself elise mcroberts oh yeah Thank you so much, Rico. Got you. Good to see you. I'm honored and delighted to be here. As you guys know, I'm a fan of this show, always watching. So very cool to be now on this side of the screen. And I am excited to be reporting today about Wisconsin. Even though I'm a NorCal industry gal, I'm originally from the Midwest. So I always show love to the heartland of America. And today we're talking about bipartisan Wisconsin lawmakers officially introduced marijuana decriminalization bill. So a bipartisan group of Wisconsin lawmakers have formally introduced a measure to decriminalize marijuana possession after previewing the proposal earlier this month. Sponsors hope the limited non-commercial reform will win enough support to clear the state's GOP-controlled legislature and become law in parallel with a separate limited medical cannabis bill that Republican leaders say will be filed in January. So Assembly Bill 861 introduced by Reps Shay Shortwell, a Republican, and Sylvia Ortiz-Velez, Democrat, and know, a couple other Democrats, would remove the threat of jail time for simple possession of up to 14 grams of cannabis replacing criminal charges with a $100 civil penalty. 
Under current law, the offense is subject to a maximum $1,000 fine and up to six months in jail. So people caught using or possessing marijuana would also not need to appear in court under charge um, or in the change proposed, and instead they could simply pay a $100 fine. So the measure would also stop courts from counting possession convictions involving up to 28 grams of marijuana, meaning people would not be charged as repeat offenders for possession of small amounts of cannabis. For larger amounts, the bill would reduce imprisonment time for repeat convictions from three and a half years down to 90 days. Possession of drug paraphernalia, meanwhile, would be punishable by a $10 civil forfeiture um, under the proposal, down from as much as 530 days in jail. So um, basically in Wisconsin right now, yeah, you can get charged 500 bucks and go to jail for 30 days for just paraphernalia. And this bill would change that. So, and also change the uh, lower possession limits. So, um, it goes on in more depth. And, you know, I think my thoughts on this are Wisconsin's one of the last states in the Midwest holding out um, on cannabis. And so, decriminalization is definitely a good step. Uh, but I'm very curious to see about the medical bill that will be introduced early this year. And, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of decrim in all ways, so this is definitely good. Um, but what do you guys think? And this is Elise McRobert, the hashinista, high at nine new. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. Good reading on that one, uh, um, Elise. Um, this is a great. I, I say it's a good. <clears throat> As you would say, uh, Jason, evolution. <laughs> it seems like the Republicans have evolved from earlier this week when they're having their closed door sessions. Of course they And, and they're going to go tit for tat with the Democrats here. Um, I think it's a win for the people I of agree. Wisconsin. I agree. Um, I mean, well, hold, hold yeah, when on. When I was in college, my girlfriend was up there. I used to go up there every week, and I'm surprised it lasted this long without decriminalizing before the rest of the Midwest. $500 fine for getting caught with a pack of papers. Am I right about that, Elise? Yeah, and possibly jail time. Possibly jail time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a pack of papers. Yeah. Because that would be considered paraphernalia, you guys. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. So you know. That is what that is. But they're proposing to reduce it to $10? Yep. 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 I think that's great. I th- that, that's great because because now just add it to the price. <laughs> well, well, well. Now if you get right. caught, now you right. get, <laughs> get a rebate. Now, now if you get caught with an actual <laughs> joint, then you're only going to get fined one hundred and ten dollars because you get a hundred dollar fine for the weed and ten dollars fine for the paper. I think I think that's an excellent advertising strategy. Uh, if you are a head shop in Wisconsin, like yo. If you get popped for having any of our papers or whatever, we will pay your fine. You bring your you bring your ticket into them, and they just post all the tickets oh, on the wall. No, but like, they yo, should they should have someone tickets. take a picture of them, bro, and then do like a, you know how they do with all the stars and all the businesses in Hollywood where they have the celebrities on the wall, and then that can be their their, <laughs> yeah. their wall of fame. You know what I mean? Like yes, yes, that, that, dude, that would be dope. I, I would go this, I would go to that yeah, head shop is, just to check that out. If right, they did that. This is, uh, I mean, it also, um, I, I missed this part, but this is kind of cool. Another change it would limit the liability of employers who choose not to test workers for THC. So that means they're saying, um, if employers choose not to test their employees for usage, then they, you know, would not be in trouble for that. So that's 
It's amazing. That's good because I think that leads to more employees not texting people, which is what we want. Well, I, I, you know, apparently you can be under you can be underage in Illinois and buy an AK-47 and drive up to Wisconsin and shoot and kill somebody and be uh, released from jail, but you can't smoke weed. Oh boy, always see with what the, I did. Always, there, always Jason? with a Debbie Downer shit, Rico. Always with a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying. I mean, that's Wisconsin law. He, he, he was able to do that shit. I mean, Chicago suburbs drive up there and shoot some, and kill some people. So you're telling me that and, it's more um, dangerous. Free. It's it, it's more expensive to get caught with a pack In of Wisconsin? papers than it is with a with an AK-47. In Wisconsin. But what if your <laughs> weed is AK-47? Hey. See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying, Rico? If it's if it's if it's uh, um if it's THCA, then you good, baby. I mean, until you light, <laughs> until, at least until you light it, at least until you light it. <laughs> I mean, you know, there was that there was that, there was that couple in, in in Tennessee that wasn't so lucky, sitting at the bus stop smoking their THCA. They just bought in the head shop, North and all Cal- of a sudden, North get, Carolina. yeah, there we go. They're getting wrapped up all of a sudden. And they're like, hey, uh, hey, it's THCA. We just bought it from the store. Cops don't care. No, what's weird is uh, because I was in a, I was at a wedding in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, uh, this this summer, and, and, and um, hold on, what city? I went into a, in, in what city? Sheboygan. Sheboygan, huh? Sheboy Vegas. Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Oh boy. And uh, um, yeah, Shea Vegas, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I went to a vape shop in there, and they had THCA flower, and they had, and they had Delta nine or Delta eight. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't doubt that for one second, Rico. That's oh my goodness. So, I, I don't know, man. Uh, so I don't know what the enforcement uh, levels are looking like. Uh, um, how active or proactive they are with enforcing. Uh, these laws, but I saw like like plenty of that going down, and nobody really cared. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a hippie state, man. I've got a um, question for you guys. Go for it. If you're in Wisconsin, are you going to get your weed from Minnesota or Illinois? Oh, I'll tell you what. If I was Minnesota. in Wisconsin, Minnesota. I would already have my Minnesota. weed when I arrived. <laughs> yeah, True. I and, and, and I have to. Yeah, I was I was in Chicago last last month, just last month, mm-hmm. and I tried to support you know the legal businesses every time. Like, dude, I went to like three different dispensaries, three different uh, brands and products. It was it was not good. Well, at, at they, they actually they actually do have some good weed. Back from my OG, <laughs> they have some good weed now in Illinois because because Ben with IC Collective is now operational out there, um, and you can get tits and you can get a bunch of his different strains out there in in Illinois now. So check out IC Collective if you happen to be in the area. Okay, I'll definitely stop by next time in the shy. I'm usually yes. out there like every other month. Yeah, yeah. It was not it was not a good look, and I was I was very very upset. Like we used to sell those Mexican bricks back in the day <laughs> that were about the same quality that I'm buying in in the dispensary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like a lot less a lot less lumber here though, right? A lot less lumber in there. Yeah, a lot less. Yeah, there's less, there's less uh, seeds and sticks like we used to. Yeah, that's, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we call the lumber yard. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, but man, it was, it was very harsh, like very, 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 very harsh stuff out there. Maybe, so, um, maybe yeah, they, they get this stuff together. Maybe and we'll they, check out IC, like you said. Maybe they imported it from Colorado. Just saying. Get the, get, get the drums over there for him, Adam. <laughs> I don't know. Adam's doing something. Jason's not a fan of Colorado. He's, he's, no, he's, he's got. At least, yeah, I would go to Minnesota like a, um, um, 11 out of 10 times as of right now. Mm hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. People just don't understand, and we're just getting to understand this in California, that cannabis is a perishable product. That's and, right, Dr. T. Um, yeah, we've got to have some born-on dates and, and definitely quality control uh, as we're putting it out there in the legal market. Well, I mean, what we need to have is is is, is some expedited-to-shelf control because that's one of the biggest hiccups as far as quality cannabis is that big month delay before it when it's actually jarred to when it actually gets finally certified to be able to sell on a shelf and so that's one of the biggest yeah that's a problem that's a big we're having to wait the opposite of of what new york is doing you know so (laughs) (laughs) oh man you're funny rico you are so so funny i'm gonna i'm just saying I'm going to roll right into my next story. I think you guys will enjoy this. At least you, I think you'll, I know you'll enjoy this, Rico. Let's do it. <clears throat> A new agency will oversee Virginia's medical marijuana program in the new year. That's right. 2024 is just days away, you guys, and the new year means a few new laws for Virginians. One change, a new agency will soon oversee the Commonwealth's medical marijuana program. In quotes, there are tens of thousands of patients in Virginia, and there is a lot of product going out the door, said Virginia Cannabis Control Authority acting head Jeremy Priest. The Virginia Board of Pharmacy currently oversees the state's medical marijuana program, but stating January 1st, a new law taking effect will move that responsibility to the Virginia Cannabis Control Authority. In quotes, we have been investigating. investing in staff for the medical cannabis program, and we have been investing in technology, Priest said. Lawmakers created the CCA back in 2021 as the government's expert resource on public health of can- and cannabis. And in just a few days, Priest said the CCA will make sure the medical marijuana program is running smoothly. In quotes, ensure that patients in the medical cannabis program have access to safe regulated prog- products. And Priest said, uh, we'll be administering the regulations and forcing the regulations in the medical cannabis program on medical cannabis providers. Of course, they're going to be enforcing. And Priest said, uh, patients, providers, and medical cannabis companies shouldn't shouldn't face challenges with the switch in quotes he says we have been working with all these groups to ensure there is a smooth as smooth of a transition as possible priest said but he also said his team will enhance the program a big priority getting a seed to sale software to track medical cannabis from cultivation to sale at a medical dispensary it's something priest said other states have In quotes, this is important because it guards against the diversion of medical cannabis to illicit ends to illicit markets. Priest said it ensures that illicit unregulated products don't enter the medical cannabis program. Obviously, he hasn't been to any of these states to see how that actually works. But nonetheless, Priest also said the CCA will also work to get closer medical cannabis to work to get closer medical cannabis provider to people living in the Shadonana Valley charlottesville area and in quotes they also shenandoah uh, shenandoah thank you i knew you were going to do that rico very much appreciated shenandoah 
Valley, Charlottesville area. Right now, patients in that area, if they want medical cannabis, they have to travel some distance outside that health service area, preset, or they could just drive to Maryland. Columbia Care Incorporated is the medical cannabis provider for the Hampton Roads area. 13 News now reached out to a spokesperson with the company to see what they think of the Virginia Cannabis Control Authority overseeing the medical cannabis program soon, and we are waiting to hear back from them. Well, 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 Rico. Virginia got a new regulator coming into town starting new on Monday. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, Rico? It's your home state. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's, they're creating their own like, like version of the DCC. I'm very interested in what Dr. T thinks about this one. I'm a, I'm a little torn. Like, I, I kind of think that, you know, the medical should stay medical and uh, recreational adult use should be a totally different lane there um, if you are legally viewing cannabis as medicine or just as a you know enjoyable substance we know differently but um what do you think about that dr t should there should you have like different regulated uh regulative uh bodies uh for adult use and medical you know it's an interesting question i don't know if i'm going to be able to give you the right answer because it really brings up i mean from my perspective all use is medical um and so uh you know to have the split doesn't make sense to me um so i i don't know what the benefits are of, of having one group regulating one type of use and another group regulating another type of use so you know I, I, the regulators are there to, to to make sure that the products are safe um so that folks can buy it without any issues that's really the basic reason for regulating. Um, so, I, you know, how does that work? We'll see. I, I know we've had lots of issues in California with our DCC and regulations and uh, really not understanding, you know, what the industry was like beforehand and trying to add regulations that put problems to the industry. So I'm wondering if Virginia is going to have the same issue. And what are they doing now? Who's regulating them now? The pharmacy board mm-hmm. of Virginia. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I mean, um, I just think it's like interesting uh, because you can have. Um, I don't know. We had Lori Ajax with our first <laughs> leader, <laughs> yeah. and she was, you know, she was a uh, executive from the alcohol industry, and a lot of people. Uh, um, a lot of states are choosing people that might have been successful in other businesses or other industries that were not cannabis, and they're putting them in place, and they're all. It's the blind leading the blind. They're all failing. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it would be you know, it would be interesting if you actually have somebody who views cannabis as medicine or you have uh, somebody who's used to running um, the pharmacies, uh, see how the state would be run um, on the adult use side from somebody who actually views it as medicine and not as a um, selling liquor. <laughs> you know, it's a difficult problem. And, you know, FDA is normally the one that handles this, but they can't because it's not federally legal. And so each state essentially is trying to make a little mini FDA for the cannabis industry um, and uh, not really understanding the product much to begin with uh, and and how it's helpful and not really having the expertise to be an FDA. Um, uh, and if the FDA did try to regulate it, they'd have problems too, because they don't regulate botanical products very well. Um, so I see problems 
on a lot of sides of this. Now, um, you know, another another big problem too, Doctor T, is uh is uh, a story uh story Dale covered yesterday. You you'll find this super interesting since you're bringing up the FDA. Is the FDA is going after a company that made their vape pens similar to Jack Daniel's bottles and is saying that that is advertising <laughs> to kids, Doctor T. The FDA is stepping in to say that those alcohol bottle, those vape pens that are designed to look like alcohol bottles, are advertising to children. Do you believe that? I kind of want one though. Have you seen? Did you see the picture? I mean, we got, we got, we got, we, we definitely have to get one, bro. Those are going to be, those are getting ready to get banned. That's just going to increase their value. <laughs> Exclusive. Yeah. That new drop. I mean, since when were Jack Daniels bottles attractive to kids? That I don't. Know. Right. According to the FDA, it is. Oh. The FDA said. Yeah, FDA says. Okay. I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure that they have a lot of credibility or whatnot, but nonetheless, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't trust the FDA. Don't trust anything, the FDA so. for anything. See? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, Elise, mm. on that. I don't trust trust a lot of them. They, they're just going to say whatever they want to say, and that's the way that well they've definitely had problems with pharmaceuticals right there mm -hmm. there are pharmaceuticals that they have approved that they you know no longer uh, uh approve anymore how about the cold medicine that was uh taken off the shelves after mm -hmm. years uh, you know of yep. being approved yep right exactly exactly right. um how many people are working at fda like six <laughs> no there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of bureaucrats that have been there for a very long time that don't have any intention uh, uh, of but, there, but there's, really, there's, there's really not as many as you would think at the actual fda and i didn't know that until very very recently like how like understaffed they are and i very very seldom you know have the back of any government agency especially federal government agency but i was like yo like they have like hardly anybody in their agency and they keep on getting gutted so um I don't see much changing the FDA like anytime, anytime soon. Like compared to all these other agencies, um, I'm all, I'm all for gutting them. They're Keep gutting way them. way more important. I'm all for gutting What's them, that? bro. I'm all for gutting them. Debone them like a fish. Just get get all the guts out of there. Just get drop the FDA. There we got no use for them. I'm down well, with getting rid of all of them, but um, uh, I, I'm down to get rid of the other ones before the FDA. How about the DEA? Getting rid of them before you get rid of the, the FDA or the FBI or the CIA, <laughs> because uh, we actually have stuff that we can pin on them. Um, plenty, plenty, plenty of stuff, including, I don't know if we can say this on on air, the assassination yeah. of you uh, ex-presidents, but oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> that can be pinned. That can be actually pinned to some of these agencies. The FDA has done some good work. Um, I'm not all good, but they have actually done some good work. So I would argue that um, they, I would keep them before getting ready to some of the other ones. But yeah, like you said, Jason, like death to all the alph alphabet boys. Death to them. Drop yes. them all. Drop them all. Drop them all. All right, I'm going to go into my last well, one. I think that oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Please go ahead, Elise. Please. Well, I was just going to say, I think the FDA is, um, you know, run by lobbyists and other control groups like a lot of our country is, you know, and so I just, that's why I don't trust them. You know, yep. dairy industry and a lot of, uh, on the food side, I'm not even speaking about cannabis, but I haven't trusted the FDA when it comes to food or medicine for most of my life, you know, and that's just mm. going to more holistic path in general exactly you know? the, your, your weed is safer than your food because your weed is more regularly tested than any food product that you consume that part exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right you guys here we go here we go the last story of the day 2023 lay it on us brother. 2023 state representative ed 
Osinikisi files legislation to expand medical marijuana patient access, you guys. That's right. With the legalization of adult-use marijuana in Delaware earlier this year, Olaniski says it was time to reevaluate the state's medical marijuana program to make sure it was more accessible to patients. House Bill 285 amends the current medical marijuana code to no longer require dehabilitating medical condition to qualify instead it would be up to a healthcare provider to determine if a patient would benefit from medical marijuana on a case-by-case basis in quotes i think it's a benefit for those that have have the ailments that were listed but now that we're removing the list of ailments that qualify that's a big benefit so right now the legislation really focuses more on the improvements to the patient olneski says I happen to totally agree with that. He adds patients would no longer have to pay for an annual doctor's visit to renew their uh, registry identification card. Instead, patients could receive a one, two, or three-year card at their initial appointment or an indefinite card if diagnosed with a terminal illness. Additionally, uh, patients over the age of 65 would be able to self-certify for registry cards without healthcare provider approval. Olineski says the state's marijuana commissions are in support of it. And in quotes, they explained to me that they see that dad, the data proves that people 65 and older just aren't using the medical cards as much as some of the younger folks. And they think it's because they're not comfortable having that conversation with their doctor he says by registering for a medical marijuana card senior patients would circumvent the 15 percent uh, sales tax on adult use cannabis and the legislation also establishes reciprocity with other states allowing out-of-state card holders who qualify under delaware's law to use that card in the first state the bill has been assigned to the house and health and human development committee for consideration when when their new legislative session starts next month. Well, 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 I am in total support of this bill. I think this is a fantastic bill. They're going to allow for reciprocity for patients in the state of Delaware. This is fantastic news. I thought this was a great way to end uh, end of the news year for us in 2023, you guys. What do you guys think about this? You know, this reminds me of the California law where it- where it said uh, yep. any serious condition uh, well, 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 so no, leaves it open. It was it, it was Dr. T. It was it, it listed all these different conditions, and then it had one sentence at the or one line at the end. It said or anything that cannabis alleviates pain and suffering. And and and, um, and, and yeah, I think it said any serious condition. But uh, shout out to Dr. Todd McCaria, yes. uh, who's who's passed away for for putting that clause in there that uh, mm-hmm. was a stroke of genius yeah and they, and they wanted to rip that they wanted to rip that rip that thing out they were they were being told uh dur- during the during the initial filing that if they took that out they would have much broader support um but dennis and todd and a, a few others were like no there's no way that we're that we're taking that out and uh they left it in there and we got it across the finish line yeah that was one good thing that california did That's- yep yep they made they made it they made it so that you could get a recommendation for anything that a doctor feels that you could could have a recommendation for cannabis for, and that's basically anything. And, and I'm not against over-the-counter access to cannabis. I mean, you know, you should be able to pick it up. It's safer than aspirin, and if aspirin's mm-hmm. over-the-counter, then cannabis should be over-the-counter. Although I right. don't want to minimize the the importance of guidance, um, you know, from 
from a, a medical provider. Uh, um, so teaching doctors more about cannabis and how it works medically is really critical so that the, the public can have access to, to good advice mm -hmm. if they need it. Yes, indeed. Yes. You know what? And then this being in Delaware, you know, maybe it will um, push old Joe in the right direction. You think Hunter's going to get, you think Hunter's going to get his older. medical card? He should have it. He should have it. <laughs> He's pre-qualified, Dr. T. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to qualify. How, how, many, states, how, many, how many states have medical? I love, 38. Dr. T, are you licensed to practice medicine in Delaware? No, I'm not. No, oh, okay. just California. <laughs> hey, how many I'll find a doctor who, who's willing to see him. I love it. I love it. We're going to get Hunter his note. I'm sure he has th 38 cards in 38 states right now. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts on this, Elise? I love reciprocity. So I, I'm with that. Love that. Yeah, go Delaware. I like everything about them. Go Delaware. Yes. Go, yes. go ahead and set up your business in Delaware, too. They're very, very, they don't ask no questions. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that, too. Delaware, the first state. Are they really, though? They are. They were the first state. I think Delaware is actually a commonwealth. It's not a state, right? It's a, Am I right on that? Am I wrong? It's a state. There's there's 50 states. So even Pennsylvania identifies as a commonwealth. It's still, it's still, Virginia's it's still, it's still, Virginia's it's still a state. Virginia's Virginia is still a state because we have 50 Virginia's states. Virginia is not a state. How many states do you have, Rico? Do you have state. 50 states? Do you have 50 states in America? State. It's a commonwealth. 50 states yeah. in America. That's what they because teach you in elementary school, Rico. We don't. Technically, we don't. Go so what are we, so what are we right like, like, like 45 states and five commonwealths? Does that make you feel better? Plus, so, yeah. plus, plus one district all about, and like 10 or 12 territories. I'm all about actuality. You know what I'm saying? I, I bet. I'm all about like real shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Mm -hmm. I got the, got the baby in the background. Let's do this outro, man. This is our last show of Bro. 2023. My aunt just texted me. As she my just, daughter cries in the background. My, my aunt just texted me. She's she said sad. She said Disney sucks, and she can't believe that Jack Daniels bottles are approved. See? This is why you can't be putting out that fake news, man. Like, the, the, the certain folks don't have the time, energy, or the age to go back and check to see if shit is real. Yeah. Oh, no. Disney is not drug testing. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for another year of High at Nine News. You can always catch us live weekdays. 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans who showed us love all year, getting their comments posted live on the big screen, our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondent team, tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table. To our production team, cloud media partners, all of our sponsors this year, Big Adam, Big hair energy Adam in the building. Yes. <laughs> Keeping our AV struggles to an absolute minimum. And always Cannabis Sativa L, the reason why we've showed up every day this year, except for Christmas. We took Christmas off this year, man. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and, uh, you did. You did. We didn't. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey. It's okay. You got kids, bro. I get it. Get I get it. It's, I get it, bro. You yeah, got kids. Yeah. You got to enjoy yeah. it while they're young, bro. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, before, <laughs> before you know it, she's not going to want to come over for Christmas. I know, man. She'll always come over for Kwanzaa. Just saying. Just, I bet. Just saying. On Umoja Day, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So it has been Friday, December 29th.
2023. Technically the last day, the last weekday of the year. You've all been blessed with a year of the greatest stories in the cannabis industry. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street for Hyatt 9 News. And we're going to give it to our newest correspondent to take us off and send us in to the new year. Another trip around the sun. Elise McRoberts, what do you have for us? You're going to give us these people a great message to end the year on. Well, as I like to say, be well and stay lit, everyone. Be well and stay lit. That's right. I love it. Stay <laughs> lit. The Hashinista. <laughs> <laughs>